Will here with another customer to click episode. Today's guest is John Preston from Superstar Bots here to talk about chatbots. Now, as a marketer, I feel like chatbots kind of exploded into being about, I think about three, four years ago. And some pretty big names like ManyChat and ChatFuel have built great businesses off the back of it. And yet, I don't really feel like chatbots have really lived up to the hype so far. Um, they haven't become a, a mainstream marketing tool. And I think, honestly, part of the reason for that is probably the way they were a bit abused in the early days as, as effectively spam bots. And, you know, the, the rules around them have changed so much over the last couple of years. It, it's probably kind of pushed away some of the bigger brands or, or more just standard e-commerce brands, I guess. But chatbots do have their uses, whether you're a gym owner, a small marketing agency or a big e-commerce brand. And John is here with me now to tell you how you can benefit from them as well. Hi, John. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, if you could tell us tell us a bit about yourself, a bit of your background and, uh, and what got you into chatbots. My, my background was uh, right back in the day. I came from a sales and marketing background for large FMCG companies, the likes of uh, KP Mobitis and Rankovis McDougal from the, from the sales side very much. And then I went into my own business. I, I, I was always interested in fitness and ended up op- opening my own gym, which was like a personal training gym. And um, I, I was in a situation where my, my daughter is actually severely disabled and I have her and my son on my own. And I wanted to transition more into the online space. And I was doing it in the very traditional method, which was uh, organic engagement or some paid traffic going to a website landing page and then off to, I think it was Active Campaign at the time. And it was doing okay. I was building that business. But I decided, I kind of stumbled across messenger marketing and this was early 2017 which in hindsight was really right at the beginning of uh, the messenger marketing space with a a business called ManyChat and I implemented quite a crude messenger funnel from from the advert so it was still going to a landing page but instead of going to email it went to messenger and with a relatively modest spend so it's something like a 400 pound ad spend I actually managed to bring in 15 grand in about four weeks. So, you know, I'm sat there thinking there is something in this messenger marketing because it was so successful compared to the traditional way of doing things that I started using it more and more and more. And then what happened was people get wind of what you're doing and start saying, well, can you do this for me? So I started then, I was actually then doing more of the setting up messenger funnels for people than I was actually working on my own business. And it was bringing in more money, to be fair. So um, I ended up just giving up the fitness business entirely, sold it all off, and focused solely on messenger marketing. And I was really fortunate to be involved with the ManyChat organization right from the word go and take, you know... uh, work very closely with the developers of the system, with the Facebook Messenger developers themselves in taking the whole platform forward. So that's, that's in, a, in a very brief nutshell, my history and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it was because I did it for my own business and it was so effective and I've, I've just really grown with the entire system. Yeah, so it did it for yourself, found it worked, found that you could... Uh, do it for other people and, and, and make more money, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I suppose you, you then haven't got to worry about uh, having a physical business either. Um, and Correct. Drive- yeah. yeah. Well, the, the big problem with, because uh, it wasn't a traditional gym, it was, you know, one of these big warehouse gyms and it was for personal trainers only. So my customers were personal trainers who rented space. And the big issue is, the most personal trainers are about 20 and still uh, you'll live at home with the, the moms and don't tidy up after themselves or pay you any rent. So to be away from that really was a lot of stress and hassle off my shoulders. Yeah. 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 You're not having to worry about your own rent uh, no. costs and things. Absolutely. I mean, I, yeah. I, mean, I yeah. suppose there's, there's not much cost at all involved in, uh, in what you do, is there? You know, no, until, until you build up, you know, staff and, and things like that. Virtually no cost. And as I said, my, you know, I was looking after my daughter. She's severely disabled. I've been sat at the hospital bed 
working, you know, it's, it's not stop me. It's not ideal, but it doesn't stop business. Whereas if you've got a physical business and you can't be there physically, you're not earning any money. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's that true flexibility and freedom to be working from a laptop. So when people say laptop lifestyle, it's not, it's not beaches for me. It's, uh, you know, if I need to be in hospital, I can work from there. So um, at the moment, what's the standard? Well, not at the moment because we're in the middle of a <laughs> lockdown, but g- generally speaking, what does a standard day look like for you? Well, to be fair, a standard day uh, doesn't look much different for me because I'm working from home anyway these days. So uh, I'm usually up really early, 5.30, sorting the, the children out. And then from 8.30, if, if we're not in lockdown, I'll try and get some physical activity and I'll try and get a workout done and then be at my desk. And because of the nature of my business, it's not a nine to five. So there tends to be three, four, five meetings with various clients starting in this country or, you know, Australia first thing in the morning, then to uh, UK clients during the day and then US clients towards the evening interspersed with meetings with the developer team and with the, uh, actually building some of the own system, building some of the systems myself. So it's very varied. It's, it's totally packed out at the moment and they can be quite long days, but that's really the fact that the demand's so high for it and usually finish off the last meeting at eight o'clock at night. So hopefully done by about half eight. Okay. So, but, I mean, are you, are you full out, uh, you know, f- f- full on working between those early hours and, and 8.30 or is it, uh, you know, bits here and there. You kind of no, work as you want, as and when you want to work. I work as and when I want to. To yeah. be honest, at the moment, I mean, um, with with the COVID nineteen situation, we've never been busier. It's absolutely flying. So it is really full days at the moment. But generally, you know, I can uh, go out for lunch with my girlfriend if I want to, or you know, take a few hours here or there. And really, you know, I'm, I'm the master of my own diary. I don't need to be anywhere if I want to block time out. Yes, yeah, ideal, isn't it? That's what we all want. It is. It is. Um, cool. So, do you want to tell us a bit more about chatbots? Just, just generally, I guess you know, um, for you know, I, I think they're not as common as a lot of us expected them to be. Um, I think they got, you know, they kind of almost exploded onto the scene a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've quietened down quite a lot since. So I'm not sure. I think people are aware of them, but maybe not exactly what you would use them for. So, yeah, if you want to give us a bit of a yeah. bit of an intro, like, I guess, how would you pitch it to a new business? Well, okay, so let, let's take a step back. I think as we're in marketing circles, perhaps chatbots aren't on your radar as much anymore. Actually, they're in incredible growth literally more and more and more people are stumbling across them and wanting them and the the general member of the public if you say to them i'm using a chatbot the vast majority would still go what's one of those but why you should be using it and how you would pitch it to a customer well let's look at the way that people engage with businesses or like to engage with businesses really always mirrors the way that they Uh, engage with each other so go back to when email marketing first became a thing that um, businesses were using it to talk to each other they were talking to customers you know kind of uh, confirming you know orders or this sort of thing but then marketers got hold of it and it was absolutely incredible you know the the open rates were fantastic it was it was so powerful because there is nothing to download there is nothing your audience are already digitally living there. So it's a really convenient way of working with them. Now, if we actually look at Facebook itself, the current number of monthly active users for Facebook is around 2.3 billion monthly active users. And when you take chat platforms, so that is Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, Instagram Messenger, WeChat, those sort of things, at the end of 2019, that was 2.18 billion monthly active users. This year, we expected that figure to just creep over the 2.3 billion, so there'll be more people using Messenger than the Facebook platform itself. Now, 
COVID-19 has meant that it's actually gone right through the roof. So uh, WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger alone are probably going to be something like 2.9 billion. It's everybody is there. So for you as a business not to be communicating with uh, a platform where your customers already are, where they don't have to download anything, doesn't make sense. And then you look at how effective this thing actually is. Compared to email currently, and I will say now, what I'm not saying is don't use email because I think this is, this is very much part of your marketing toolbox, not exclusively your marketing toolbox. But, you know, it's 80 times more effective than email. Open rates really should be um, somewhere between 75 to 95 to 100%. And click-through rates should be 60% to 95%. So compare that to a, a really, you know, a good email list. And the numbers are through the roof. And that's really why you need to take chatbots very, very, very seriously. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of email. Um, I think it's, it's actually quite undervalued mm-hmm. um, by a lot of people. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, if you can get, it's a bit like SMS, isn't it? If you, with SMS, you can get probably 90 plus percent open rates, right. um, yeah. really, really and, high click-through rates. And you know what we're talking about, when we talk about chatbots, we're talking um, Facebook Messenger. But chat platforms, we, we are talking about SMS. We are talking about all these other things. And uh, you, it's about being omnipresent because the the big problem that you've got is that if you only focus on Facebook Messenger, your list is never your own. And Facebook are notorious for shutting you down and not giving you a chance to, you know, to do anything about it. You know, they, they will... They would shut you down without even thinking about it. And that's it. Your list is gone. So absolutely be marketing on as many different platforms as you possibly can do. You mentioned, uh, you know, owning your list and stuff. Can you explain what was the rule that Facebook brought in recently? I think it might have been this, was it this March, April? Around the, was it 24 yeah, hours there, or something? Or? There, there is, um, there is something called the 24 hour rule. And that is from the time that, a, a, a prospect or a potential customer engages with your messenger system, then your automated system, and it's very specific that it's an app and the automated part of it has 24 hours in which they can respond in an automated fashion. Once that person then clicks that button and takes an action again, that window opens up again. So you've got 24 hours, you can send them anything you like. Now, that doesn't, you know, you can still get your page shut down if you just, I've got 24 hours, right? I'm going to send you a message every single hour and it's going to be absolutely rubbish. You're still going to get shut down because there's going to be loads of complaints. Um, Facebook is all about user experience and it being a good experience. Um, so you've got this 24 hour, you've got this 24 hour window generally, and you do need to think about re engagement strategies outside of that. And that's purely down to, um, marketers getting on there and spamming the life out of people massive open rates mean that it's quite invasive if you're doing it in a spammy way uh yeah definitely i think yeah i think that was the problem um yes. i i probably did use some chatbots uh a while ago i can't think of many i i, I use now but yeah it, it wouldn't surprise me if every now and then it, Every few days, you'd probably get a message from them. And it was just... That that has stopped. You're not allowed to do that. So really, it's up to the the, the prospect then to keep that engagement going. Or you can bring them back in via an email. Or you can bring them back in via something else. There are some some specific use cases. So say you ordered something and you update somebody on that order, then you can use that outside of 24 hours. For confirmed events, you can do it. Um, or there's something called one-time notifications now. So if somebody very specifically opts in to something you've got outside that 24 hours, you can do that. So you can set that up. But you can't just message people whenever you like now. Yeah, so it's they're, they're putting the focus on the consumer, on the customer. It's a, it's Chatbots are there for 
for them to get value from the company when right. they want it. And quite um, rightly so. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So um, what, what sort of businesses do they work for? Uh, well, are there any sort of businesses you think they don't particularly work for? Um, yeah, uh, and, and I guess how would you use them? Can you give us some examples of, of what sort of so, automations you would set up? Chatbots are absolutely fantastic. If you've got any kind of service um, business, so for example, we, we do a lot of uh, network marketers and coaches and this sort of thing, and it's very, it's very much a case that this is not, so say like a TV advert or a newspaper advert or an email, it's, it can be very much everyone gets the same message and fingers crossed it's relevant. This is one-to-one marketing. So for example, you could, um, we, we do this with our network marketing uh, clients that we flip this round and make it very much about the, the prospect and they go on their own individual journey. And at the end of it, you're able to give a prospect the right information. So it's the right information, the right person at the right time. And it very much depends on the answers that they've given on the way to that, to that point, that call to action point. So, you know, let's, let's say you're a coach, for example, and you've brought somebody in and you can ask them what they're looking to achieve or what problems they're having at the moment and store all of these answers. And you can do things like ask them if they're ready to get started now or in the next six months. So, if, you know, you wouldn't be trying to close somebody who's looking to start in six months. And if they're looking to start now, then how, how much have they got to invest in, in themselves at the moment? And then if it's a large amount, then it's going to be this kind of one-on-one thing. If it's a small amount, then perhaps it's a, a smaller paid group program. So you can offer them exactly the right thing. Or if somebody clicks through to something, you can go back to them and say, did you manage to sign up? And if not, is there something I can do to help? Um, so yes. it's really relevant for the vast majority of businesses. And the, the way I'd see it not working is when people try to do things like replicate entire websites into Messenger or drip feed what should be an email sequence over six weeks. And it just doesn't work. So use websites, what websites are good at. If you want a lot of information, a lot of visual information, lots of different choices, send people to a website. If it's a long-term educational drip sequence, use an email sequence uh, but put them all together and then it's really relevant to the vast majority of businesses. Yeah, so it's quite good at doing, you know, almost like those quizzes that a lot of people used to do. You'd, yeah. you'd answer a question and then it would ask you another question and it, it might be doing, there might be a little bit a little bit of logic behind the questions or it might just take each answer and at the end of it, yeah. it says, cool, we think this is the best fit for you. Uh, yes, and you can take it a step further. So all of these use conditional logic. So if you've done a, a quiz and there's 10 points on offer and you've scored eight, then you can give somebody a response that's based on scoring eight. If somebody comes through and, and just gets um, one, then you can have a laugh at them and send them some abuse. It's, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever the response is based on what they've done and the logic you put behind it, you can you can put that in place. So again, very individual journey. And it's, it's a great engaging experience for, for your prospect, for your customer. Yeah, I can see it being really, really good for, um, I guess, uh, well, either subscription or, or e-commerce products where people, it's, so it's not just about, uh, oh, I like, I like this T-shirt instead of that T-shirt or mm-hmm. that shirt instead of that shirt. You could so someone, for example, like, I guess, do you know Naked Wines? Yes. Yeah. You know, I could see it working really well for them. You know, they ask you, the, the, the chatbot could ask you a bunch of questions about your um, taste preferences, whether you like yeah. red or white wine and stuff. And then it could say, well, we recommend you get this uh, mixed case or this case of red wine, or this case Absolutely of white wine. can do. Yeah. Click, lot, click through here people. to get it and yeah. get a discount for it or something. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people now are actually um, linking the chat box to external databases. So, you know, you can bring back a gallery of 10 different wines with the images and, you know, it's all live and linked to your inventory. 
So if it's, if it's not available, then it won't be shown. So they're really smart these days. Nothing like um, the old days where it's just a couple of questions and different decision tree stuff. It's, it's really uh, complex, or it can be. Yeah, so as it can be as complex as you want it to be. Yes. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Um, are there any... Uh, well, what are the first things you would do when uh, when starting with the new client? This uh, this is very much the same as it would be, I feel, with any new client. There's no difference just because it's messenger. And being from a sales background, you really understand that this is not about you, the, the business owner. This is about your prospects. So we really take a a a client customer prospect centered approach to this and say, well, what is, what is it that they are looking for and what is it that we want to get them to achieve and then walk that backwards and then make, make the questioning um, all about them and directing them to that point and getting them to understand why they need your service or product. So, um, so that's kind of what we look at. We look at what digital assets they've currently got we always look at what's working within their business now. So, again, when starting these things off, it's not a case of we need to reinvent the wheel. It's more, well, what are you doing now that's working and can we automate that and make that a more frictionless process? So that's generally where we would start with um, with a client. You know, if they've got an email list, well, what can we do with that? Can we onboard people to the email list quicker if it's a webinar funnel instead of going to click funnels and type this in and type that in and then you know press something else? Can we send them to Messenger where it's just com- confirm your email and then that's it, the registered for it, nothing else. It's one click registration. So is there something that you're doing now that we can refine? Yeah, I suppose it makes sense. You're looking for... I want to say quick win. I don't know if that makes it sounds bad, but you're looking at um, <laughs> opportunities yeah. you can just get on with straight away rather you're not trying to reinvent the wheel with them and come out with no. some ridiculous, amazing strategy that might be the best thing in the world that's ever happened for that business, but it also might not do anything because it's so brand new to that business. You're taking something that they're already doing and saying, reallocate this resource elsewhere because we can set up yes. a chatbot to just do this for you. Yeah, and you often find that once once a business dips the toe in the water and finds out that actually this is more effective, they then want to say, well, what else can we do with it? How else can we put something in place? Can we put the frequently asked questions in here? Can we actually add some AI to it so that it frees up our time for customer service? And again, you know, when when we talk to a business, say, what is it you want to achieve for the client from us? The business is our client, so we're going to them and saying, well, what is it that you want to achieve with this? Is it saving time? Is it is it getting a, a higher click-through rate? What What is it you think this can do for you? You know, is it saving time? Is it scaling your operations because you've saved the time? Is it making a better, you know, a more effective sales funnel? Yeah, so not, yeah, looking into other areas of business where it's having an impact not just trying to generate sales correct yeah absolutely one one Um, thing i would say that chatbots are not great for especially if you're talking about something which um is coaching or is service-based or um is there still needs to be some human contact so don't don't always just try and close somebody with a chatbot because that doesn't work um use it to pre-qualify and warm up a prospect and then hand them over to you at a point where a conversation is the right thing to do rather you know don't try and close it there and then because quite often you know people should still be having personal conversations rather than just trying to automate it and right well i don't have to have anything to do with my customers anymore that's that's a really bad way of doing things but if you use it to just make sure you're speaking to the right people at the right time then you're onto a winning strategy with this yeah, you're you're kind of nurturing leads a bit, uh, finding you know qualifying them, and then you're working out who you actually want to talk to. Um, Correct. Yeah. You know, it could, could be a case of 
um, which which of these people do I want to speak speak to and work with directly, and which ones are more suitable for this? More like a subscription product that I've got that can just That's get them it. started and put them in a, a better position, and then yes. maybe down the line they'll be ready to to work one to one or or whatever. Yes, yeah. One of our systems we actually call it's a diva system, so it stands for digital virtual assistant, and it, it really is there to you know people say oh, I want to go digital because. I'm going to have all this time freedom and then they're working 20 hours a day to achieve time freedom. It doesn't make a lot of sense. If you can automate some of those processes or hand some of those off to an automation, then that's giving you that time that, to actually work on the stuff that you're good at, that you got into this for in the first place. Yeah. Um, so what are there any common myths or misconceptions about chatbots? I think we've kind of covered what the misconception is, is that, you know, you can just, you've got this list who are highly engaged and 90% of them are going to open it. I can just send them a message whenever I like. And that, that really is the misconception that you just cannot do that. And again, the fact that uh, I'm going to use a chat box. So I don't need to speak to my customers, customers anymore. These things, because of this 24 hour rule, should very much be at the top of your sales funnel. And if you've got an educational process that follows on after that, by all means, use it to hand over to that. So it is part of your process. Do not make it the only, um, the only tool in your toolkit. Yeah, so I think it's, I guess it's, it's not really a... Uh, part of your communications database, I guess. You know, it's, it's not really something I'd compare to push notifications or SMS or email, which I think is maybe where where that misconception is. Um, as, yeah, as far as chatbots go, yes. it's Well, let's have a look at what Facebook's um, objectives are at the moment, what Facebook are actually trying to do. And this is, this is really key to where these things are going. And... Facebook are looking to take Facebook Messenger and WhatsApp and Instagram Direct and put them all into one mega platform and then have payments in there as well. It's following the Chinese WeChat model where that's everything. That's business to business, business to customer, person to person, payments, contracts, emails, everything. That's where Facebook is going with this. So that, what you know, at the moment, chatbots very much are... Um, Facebook Messenger, this year we expect it to be all of those Facebook family of platforms. Then it's many chat are looking to integrate um, SMS, iMessage, Android Message, and we also start integrating mobile wallet into it as well. So now actually we've got one hub where, so we, the term is chat marketing, where we've got all of these different platforms. Some of them are Facebook, some of them are, uh, are not. Some of them are just lists that we own. And we're putting all of those into this massive chat funnel. And that's all going to be um, controllable through one central hub. Okay. So, and, you, and, you, and you think that'll be this year? By the end of this year? That will be next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Facebook. So, I mean, they do like to move goalposts quite a lot. But the SMS, the mobile wallet, and obviously Facebook Messenger are here now. And then we're expecting the rest of them to drop any time over this year. Okay. So certainly iMessage and uh, iMessage and Android will probably, I would say, a definite for this year. Okay. Um, what, are the, what are the big or most common mistakes you see with uh, chatbot strategies? I suppose, again, you've probably mentioned these, but... Um, well... <sighs> I quite often see people who get into this and they'll go, right, I've started using, I've started using chatbots. It's amazing. I've got a list of 10,000 people. Um, how do I contact them? And so you really need to plan out your strategy before you start building your list. Um, and I know this is something that you wanted to go on to about how people get started with chatbots so perhaps i'll cover uh, get killed two birds with one stone with this one that 
the mistake is don't build your list and then wonder how to get back in touch with them because of the, the limitations. Um, really consider how you're going to get that re-engagement before you start off. So what's your end goal? And then what are the stepping stones? What are the re-engagement stepping stone strategies that you're going to put in place to get people back in? So a good example of this would be, say, a three-day challenge. And this could be for, I don't know if you're in the health and fitness space and you want to get people on board. And you'll know anyone that's taking part in a health and fitness lifestyle change will know that the moment you start not having a Domino's and a bottle of wine every night and making a few healthy choices, being a bit more active, you're going to start seeing a difference. So you can get people into, say, a, a three-day challenge and find out how they're doing at the start and, and ask them at the end what, how they feel and they'll feel amazing and then go for an upsell. But you would set up this three-day challenge in, say, something like get people to opt in from an advert um, or organic or in your groups or everything for a lead magnet of some sort, which would be this three-day, free three-day challenge. And when they opt in, you can ask them some questions, you can get them onto your email list, and then you get them to very specifically opt in, say, um, our challenge starts in three weeks' time. Can I let you know the night before we start? Yes, everyone's going to say yes at this point. So we've got this one-time notification um, that they've very specifically said, you can get back to me and tell me when this is happening. So that's our first stepping stone. And then the night before, we use that stepping stone to say, our challenge starts tomorrow morning. Can't wait to see you. Have this ready. Um, you can tell people that, uh, to check in, make sure you join the Facebook group. So now we're marketing on three because we've got their email address and we're going to be talking to them in a Facebook group and we're going to be talking to them in Messenger. Next morning, because you've got them to click a button in that first message, your 24-hour window is open. We can send them anything. Day one, here's your challenge. So you can, you can take them through day one, two, and three because now they're really engaged with this. And then on day three, you can go for your upsell to your actual paid product. But it's all about getting those stepping stones in place. We want them to get to the upsell on day three. And we do, we've got that in mind from the opt-in on day one of how we're going to re-engage somebody. Yeah, so it's not, um, like I said, it's, it's not about building a list and then when you're ready, just sending out an email or, or a message to them. You have to plan out, you know, from the moment you start running adverts to, this, to the chatbot, you have to know the strategy that you're putting in place to make sure yeah, you can yeah, message yeah. them and, and give them value. Um, exactly. And even you, if you don't know what that strategy is, so say, oh, do you know what? I'm going to do a webinar sometime in the next six months. Um, you can get people to opt in for your lead magnet. So we're just building a list at this point and say, hey, listen, whilst I've got you, if I do a webinar sometime soon, can I let you know about it? And get them to click yes. You've got that stepping stone that you can use whenever you want to do that. You've got that re-engagement built in, even if you don't know what it is yet. Okay. Yeah. So um, you mentioned um, you, you get people to click, click on something in that re-engagement, in that one, uh, one-off message. Yeah. Is it literally a case of if they click something in that message, you're allowed to re-engage them or do they have to click? Well, I suppose those are the buttons, but they don't really, they don't have to necessarily send a response to the chat, no. do they? No, they can, if they click a link, which takes them elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, the system needs to send them a response, a, a text response, and that, that means it's an engagement. So a click to an external website would not count as re-engagement. Or if they, if they type something, if they click something, um, which leads to another message, that is a re-engagement. And, okay. and as I said before, this only applies to automated parts of the system. If it's... Um, if it's you wanted to message somebody back through your Facebook page uh, as a one-to-one -one message to them, there's no time limit on that. You can just go back to them whenever you like. So this yeah. is just the automated side. It's to stop, you know, vast broadcasts to everyone. But if you're talking to somebody one-on-one, -on -one, you can do that because that's what Facebook wants you to do. Yes, it, they want one-to-one -one conversations. Yes. They? Brilliant. Uh, anything else? people should consider when getting started? Um, I would say really just, 
you should give it a go because it's so easy to set up. The actual platforms to build it on are really straightforward, simple, and intuitive. You know, drag and drop builders, test it out. There is nothing to be scared about with these sort of things. Um, so, you know, you you really, really, really should give it a go and just test it out. Get some, even set up a, a fake page. You can get many chat for for nothing and just try out some of the free features and get a feel for it. Okay, you you mentioned uh, I think you, you mentioned ManyChat right at the start. Actually, are you yeah. are you partnered with them or, or anything like that? Or I'm, um, it's not my business. Uh, they are the company that I've worked with. They are the, the biggest provider of these chat platforms. Um, but I've been working them since working with them since right in the beginning. I've been really fortunate that I know all the developers. I'm quite often on calls about new features and how to take the platform forwards. And they get me involved with the Facebook development team. So, you know, getting on a, a call with Facebook themselves to, to talk about the platform and how it works and what what's working in Messenger and what isn't working in Messenger and business use cases. And it's, you know, there are other chat platforms out there, but this is the only one that I would recommend. Okay. Well, big endorsement. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned, uh, you, you mentioned the, uh, the kind of Facebook super platform. Um, putting everything yeah. together, getting SMS, iMessage, Android message, and all that in there. Um, yeah. Are there any other big trends or, or things you're expecting in the next 12 months um, regarding kind of chatbots and, uh, and e-commerce specifically? I, I think that's, re- that's really what we're all waiting for. Certainly um, everywhere outside of North America, uh, they're all waiting for this WhatsApp integration. There are some now, but they're really expensive. Uh, kind of business use systems and they're not quite there yet once that api opens up for us um, using these type of systems that will be a massive game changer that'll be just immense so there is so much going on that it really is the frontier of social media tech marketing that it's changing weekly as to what you know different abilities, different um, different things we can do with it, different ideas. You know, it's a crazy place to be. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be really interesting to see how this works with WhatsApp. Um, obviously, they're going to have to be so, so careful about it and make sure that all their rules are watertight and because um, otherwise the spamming on there would be, uh, you know, well, if they, I mean, if they get it wrong. The 24-hour rule has always been in place for WhatsApp. So you can see a lot of the stuff they're doing is to streamline all of the systems so that they can merge them. When you say it's been in place on WhatsApp for a while, what do you mean? So business business WhatsApp, you know, broadcast and this sort of thing have kind of always, they've had this 24-hour rule for longer than Facebook Messenger has. That a business can't just keep on sending stuff to you. You can do paid messages. Facebook don't mind you sending paid stuff out 24 hours. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> That's <laughs> not. Strangely enough. I'm trying to think who I've had on WhatsApp. I think I've had one business on WhatsApp. And uh, it Netflix. Was... Oh, did I have Netflix? As well? Yeah, I might have had Netflix, actually. Yeah, Netflix but I used to I used to get messages from Holiday Pirates, um, right. which are really good for, for cheap deals um, for holidays. Um, and actually now... I'm not sure they started this way, but you can actually book through their website now, which is great. I think previously they used to be more like an affiliate. Um, yeah. And they did some really good things. Like uh, it would say reply with one of these words or as many of these words as you'd like to indicate which categories you're actually interested in. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, but then I found that I was getting kind of five, six messages a day from them. And yeah, so, so again, just because a message is legitimate, it doesn't mean that it's yeah, ex- exactly. And initially, I was like, These are great, these are great deals. And then I started thinking, All right, these are great deals, but I'm getting a lot of them, and I obviously can't book all of them. Right. Yeah, so, so you just need to be really careful with what you're doing and just respect your audience because it's as you just said there. It's so invasive if you if you start overdoing it. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't think we really had the opportunity to give feedback. But um, I'm really I sorry. I've stopped now that you, you know you're not getting those messages anymore. Uh, well, I, I I unsubscribed. Um, nah, that's one way of stopping it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's just it, I thought it was really cool. I think for, more from a marketing a marketer point of view, I thought this was really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I started to just see these. Deals, I was seeing these deals coming in, thinking. I just, I can't book, I can't book them. And that's what kind of got annoying. I think if it was something like Netflix saying, by the way, did you know this, um, this show has just come out or, you know, we think you'd be interested in this show or here's the latest episode of this show you're watching is out. Stuff mm. like that would be great. Um, Cause I'm much more likely to engage with it, but I'm not going to spend three, three, 400 pounds on a holiday every few days. Um, it just gets, yeah, it just got a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, so do you have any, okay, outside of chatbots, let's say, um, do you have any pet peeves when it comes to marketing? I wouldn't say it's so much of a, a pet peeve. Um, I think it's, well, Within within my own uh, messenger marketing community, the thing that that just really annoys me, I would say, is that people are abusing the system. So this twenty four hour rule is there for a reason, and uh, everything is based on tags now. And you do find that some very very well known big names, you know, especially in the coaching circles. Um, We'll be sending out messages and you've got people messaging me saying, how are they doing this? And it's because they're incorrectly using tags and just, you know, thinking that they're playing the system. And all that will end up doing is making Facebook restrict the system even further for the people who are trying to do the right thing by using these tags in the correct method. So that really annoys me when people start just abusing the messaging tags so like live event reminder, and they're just using it for everything every week and just yeah. sending messages all the time. That's just going to cause trouble for everyone else. So that annoys me. Well, I guess it's, it's, it's poor marketing, isn't it? Because it's not, they're not trying to do it properly. And, and obviously, like you said, Facebook are trying to create the best experience for people. And as part of that, they are introducing these rules and restrictions on chatbots to stop people abusing it. Yeah. So these people who are digging in to try and find these loopholes and, and, and ways of getting around the rules, they're not marketing properly. They're not trying to give the consumers that, and their customers the best possible experience. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get those messages out. Um, you know, it's really, uh, it's, it's short-term thinking, isn't it? It is. These so, are people you'd be surprised if they, if they last that long in business or if they have profitable businesses. These are people who should know better. They are very, very, very well known. Big name. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, they should know better. They should know better. Um, So I I would say if if anyone's listening to this and they they are getting messages, if if it says sponsored messages, they're paid for. But if you just keep on getting messages from a business page that you've not opted in for, block them. And you'll be doing everyone a favour because that will get them shut down for messaging. If enough people do it, that will that will stop them sending these messages. And that will be doing the rest of us that are trying to do the right thing a big favour. Yeah. So if you so what what are the options in in Messenger if you want to do that? Do you do you have block and is there block and unsubscribe or is it the same thing? Or? Well, no, block and unsubscribe are very different things. You always want to give your audience a way to unsubscribe. So um, anyone that types stop in Messenger will be, you should be unsubscribed. That's that's kind of hardwired into it. And, and does that uh, just go back to ManyChat who unsubscribe that person? Correct. Whereas a block? So a block is at page level and that will go against your page use, uh, page statistics, your page insights. Okay. So if you've got a really high block rate, then Facebook will stop restrict your page's messaging they won't okay. close the page but they will stop they will restrict the messaging function 
And do, does that get reported back to ManyChat as well, or is that just a Facebook thing? Uh, you would get a notification in ManyChat, but they're not really responsible for the messages that you're sending out. It's Facebook are, are sort of taking this action. Okay. So, so people are reporting it. People unsubscribing is not negative against the page. People blocking is negative against the page. Yeah. Yeah. So unsubscribe is kind of, do you know what? I'm done with this now. Thanks, but Absolutely that's fine. enough for me. Yeah. And block is, you're taking the piss a bit. Can you, you need to go away. Yes, exactly. But, you know, it, it's good. It's really good. And going back to what should somebody do if they're going to be doing, you know, setting up chatbots. Give people a way to unsubscribe. Say to them, if you do not want to receive these messages anymore, just type stop at any time or have an unsubscribe button in the permanent menu. It's fine. It's absolutely fine to do that. If they've got no way to do it, they'll block you and then you're in trouble. Yeah. But so if someone unsubscribes, you can, uh, you can get them to resubscribe, can't you? So if you, uh, if you put an advert in front of them, or send them an email, for example. Yeah, you can, you can get them to reactivate. Yeah. If they re-engage with that page, they're automatically resubscribed to it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no real harm. No, none, none at all. It's no not real a harm. Bad thing. It's um, not a bad thing if people unsubscribe. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so, just finally, uh, if there's one marketing channel or tactic that you could kill off completely. Mm -hmm. uh, what would it be? I'm going to say TikTok. And the main <laughs> reason for that is because I'm too old to get it. <laughs> really. It's, uh, it's just no, not another one. Make it stop. Just what? Well, it's just new, new social media. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you know yeah. what? I, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say it's, it's dead because I, I don't use it, but um, uh, I don't pay much attention to it. But you don't hear as much about Snapchat anymore. No, you don't, do you? Um, I'm sure it's still doing well. Um, I'm, I'm sure loads of people use it, but you know, I I, I hear loads of people talking about TikTok, and obviously because it's it's the big thing right now. But Correct, I, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's been quite some time since uh, since there was buzz around Snapchat. That, yeah, I've not even thought about Snapchat for a long time. I think it's, you know, I, I, I think I made the decision that I need to just be laser focused on a certain area of business. And I just don't have the bandwidth or the time or the creativity to do TikTok. So I'm going to leave that to everyone else. Yeah, I do think you need to be a certain type of person. I know a, uh, a, a chef. teenager, basically. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I know, I know a chef who, uh, he must be low 30, no, he might be late 20s. Yeah. Yeah, so he's not, he's, he's not old. Um, he uses TikTok. He's doing really, really well at the moment. Um, he's got 30-odd thousand followers um, that he's picked up in the last, must be, must be less than six months. Yeah. Um, He's doing really well. He's set himself a goal of 100,000 by the end of the year, I think, or 50,000, can't remember. Um, right. He's done stuff with, with BuzzFeed mm. um, and their food. I think it's their food show, Buzz Tasty, I think. Um, so he's doing really, really well out of it. I, I don't know what his end goal is, though. Um, well, that's, that's I, I, I've got 100,000 subscribers. Uh, that's he's monetizing it. Yeah, I think that's maybe he's not thinking about that too much, or maybe he has got a plan, but he wants to build yeah. it up first. So he's yeah, so it's a bit of a vanity metric. Uh, yeah, but if you're getting loads of engagement as well, um, uh, you know, I, I I think possibly his plan is to just become one of the big people on on TikTok, build yeah. up that following. Yeah, you know, he, it's really good content. Uh, I've seen a yeah. few of the videos that he's posted on like, on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, uh, as soon as you've got yourself on Love Island, you've made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, he, he'll, he'll have something in mind, I think, for for, for afterwards. He, he'll probably yeah. do some some sort of cooking. Might, might even be a cooking show or something. But, um, but he's doing really well. But, yeah, otherwise, um, 
I, I don't know much about TikTok. Maybe I should I, think, I should get someone on the podcast actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want, I think I'll, I'm still putting it in room 101. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, that's great stuff. Um, really interesting about uh, about chatbots. Um, hopefully, we'll see see them become a lot a lot more popular, a lot bigger over the next uh, six I, months or so. Certainly, um, think you will do. Yeah. Great. So, um, yeah, thank you for, thank you for joining me. Um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to, if they want to chat about chatbots? Sure. Well, um, if you go to Facebook, obviously, uh, cause my TikTok's not up at the moment, um, I'll find John Preston chatbots and automation. That's, um, a business page, which is just very, uh, specifically directed to this. That's Facebook at NWM automation. There actually, if you message that page, you'll find some free resources on there. So there is a free template for the three-day challenge that I was talking about. There's kind of a walkthrough on how to set your page up and how to um, how to really get started with these things. And there's a, there's a full YouTube training session delivered with that PDF. So, And that's all totally free. Just go and jump onto that page, message the page, John Preston Chatbots and Automation, and help yourself to those free resources. Excellent. Sounds great. All right. Cheers, John. Thanks very much. Catch you soon, Will. Bye. So as we've heard, chatbot and messenger use has exploded over the last couple of months due to the pandemic. And the results you get are incredible. You know, 75 to 95% open rates, 60% plus click-through rates. And when you compare that to an email list, which I'm still a massive fan of, by the way, I'm not saying don't use uh, email in- instead. Um, you know, the performance is, is just incredible. It's It's kind of the results are probably more similar to SMS, um, but probably a little less intrusive, really. Um, however, it's worth noting that chatbots are much harder to use than email. You really have to get your long-term strategy planned out before you go live, because if you mess it up, you've got to re- persuade your customers to re-engage with the bot again without using the bot itself. So, you know, email, SMS, paid ads, um, all those sort of things, you have to drive them back to re-engage with that bot. But if you do get it right, you get huge value out of chatbots. That's it today. Rate the podcast, please. It really does help. And if you've got any questions about chatbots or the podcast generally, just send them to will at customerswhoclick.com. In the next episode of Customers Click, I'll be speaking with Pete Dunn of Mad Gorilla Media about sales and copywriting. But until then, keep those customers clicking.